podcast. And just a reminder, uh, I'll be sharing personal and professional experiences, and sometimes I'll intertwine the two. And today, I think you'll find I'll intertwine the two and uh, talk about this crazy event we have going on called coronavirus. Um, you know, I I live. I think most of us lived through 9/11, and I think a lot of us would say it, it feels different than 9/11. Not that. I'm taking anything away from the tra- tragic event of 9-11. They were tragic. It was horrible. Um, but this one just kind of feels like it, it's closer to home or touches me. You know, I, I live in Ohio, and uh, all that happened in New York City and uh, Pennsylvania. And so I wasn't in Washington, D.C., so I wasn't, like, there. This is, like, in your face, uh, this coronavirus stuff. I mean, you wear masks. Stay at home. You can't be in groups larger than wherever you live. Some some as little as five. Um, you know, I think in the state of Ohio it's ten. Um, so you're encouraged not to to gather in large groups. Uh, you go to the store. You have to maintain six foot spaces between each other. There's markings on the floor. The aisleways are marked like a street now with one way signs. Um, you know, just a whole bunch of things, and uh, just every time I turn around, it feels like it's smacking me in the face, you know, and then they, on top of all that, you have all these blowhards that want to talk um, continuously about what they're doing, and um, I hate to call them that, but it's gotten to the point that I can call them that. I think a lot of governors at home are guilty of it in regards to press conferences. You know, we hear from the governor of New York every day, we hear from the mayor of New York City every day, we hear from the governor of Ohio every day, we hear from the federal government every day, and it's just gotten to the point to where it's just become a little bit overwhelming, but I um, I think we should pull back on this. I think where we should be heading now is the tone that we hit with 9-11 where uh, we will not let this dictate the way we live, and we will overcome it, and we will get back to some sense of normalcy um, after all this is over, but um, we will not let this virus, just like 9-11, uh, change the way we live or dictate the way we live or not allow us to live like we should be living. And I think we're um, we're letting that happen at this point if you look at all these stay-at-home orders across the country. And, uh, you know, I was, I was in my office on 9-11. It was... Uh, Probably the eeriest day of my life. I just uh, had people coming in and out of my office and all day long. And the one thing I learned through those conversations were you have to be a good listener. It wasn't time for me to be a mega mouth and and put my uh, thoughts and whatever into the conversation. Just sit there and listen. Let people work through what they were thinking and uh, overcome their fears. I had a lady that came into my office who had kids who were 8 and 12, and she wanted a shift change. And the reason she wanted a shift change was there's not a half difference between the time she got off work and the time her kids got out of school, and she was afraid that something bad was going to happen in her neighborhood and she wasn't going to be around to protect her kids. Now, this is Columbus, Ohio. We're not known as a um, terrorist hub. I think there probably are people in this city that um, 
consider himself terrorist, but at that point in time, I don't think we would consider that. But she had the fear. She was a single parent. That's fine. I understand that. She was a, she's a good mom, and she was worried. And um, sit there and cried and cried and cried and talked and talked and talked. And at some point, I just um, decided I was just going to listen, and I did. And I actually let her talk so much that she talked herself out of the shift change and out of the fear she had. Because I sat there and listened. I don't. A lot of times, leaders think they have to impart their wisdom and judgment and whatever else. And sometimes it's it's just good to um, to just be quiet. I think uh, sometimes we take the role as a leader and, and we we take what we do in a boardroom presentation and try to utilize that on employees, and that doesn't work. Um, and I'm not saying you don't listen in boardroom room presentations, but um, I think you have a, uh, a habit, most leaders do, of interjecting within those presentations where I think with people it's different when, when it comes to real life situations like this where it's just good to listen. And that, that's what I did, and she, um, she eventually talked herself out of it, and uh, we moved on, and uh, she, um, she convinced herself that she didn't need the shift change. And, you know, before someone sends me a note and says, well, she should be leaving her kids alone. Well, that's the real world, folks. That's the way the world is right now with a lot of employees. They um, they don't have the money um, or the access to the right daycare for an hour and a half. And um, that's why she had to leave the kids alone for an hour and a half. And um, that's just that, that's, that's the way of the world. And you hear a lot of things right now around daycare and, uh, why day daycares aren't opening up and the impacts of daycares not being open and the ability of employees coming to work and there's a reason for that and um, they're very dependent uh, on daycares to take care of their kids in this case um, she didn't want to pay for the hour and a half which I get single mom and single parent it could have been a dad too I'm not just saying we're not alone but you know, she's trying to save money trying to do the right thing trying to put food on the table so like I said, that's the real world, and if you've been in an operational position, that's you hear that a lot. Um, but in this situation, it wasn't needed for me to interject anymore. It just made, it just required me to listen. And and you kind of fast forward now, even as I, uh, gosh, I think about uh, watching Chiller Theater when I was a kid on Friday nights. Um, there was never a topic about coronavirus or any type of virus. My mom and dad never prepped me for something like this, a pandemic. Never talked about it. They never gave me a heads up, actually, that 9-11 would happen. I, you know, how would they know? And, uh, you know, through elementary school, middle school, high school, college, never talked about an event like 9-11 happening or a pandemic um, like what we're going through now. Um, and we just never talked about it. I remember driving home on 9-11. My son was probably less than a year old. And at some point, and I'll hand in my man card here, I just started crying on the way home, asking myself uh, what life was going to be like for him. And um, what's strange is <laughs> he's 19 now, and I, I, I recently um, had 
had enough of this stuff that's going on now that I, I freak out and cried and was asking the same questions. Um, and I've, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with uh, people on 9/11, and I've had a lot of, a lot with people uh, due to the coronavirus. And the conversations are different. You know, 9/11 was more about alleviating fear. I think the coronavirus is uh, more around fear and uh, life events, people losing their jobs, their business, unfortunately some who have done bad things due to stress, spousal abuse, um, domestic abuse, just, just bad stuff. Um, and I do the same things I did 9-11 personally and uh, professionally, I just listen. Uh, no need to be a Joe know-it-all, I just listen. And most who know me know that's tough for me. I, because I like to talk and talk and talk. I talk to anyone and everyone that will talk to me. I have been in long conversations in grocery stores talking about cereal with someone standing there next to me. I actually also had some strange conversations around differences in apples. What's a gala apple? What's a honeycrisp? What's the difference between all these? You know, and you know what? I really don't know, but I don't let them know that. I kind of uh, act like I'm an expert. Most, Like most people on social media right now, everybody's an expert and everything. Well, when I'm in a grocery store, that's how I am. I am an expert on everything. Um, so, and also, I think during this period of time, I, uh, you know, this stay-at-home time has increased my ingestion of junk food. I'm a little Debbie freak, little Debbie cake freak. So that's not helped. So it's had a lot of impacts. But I'm not sure if the coronavirus event will, will end anytime soon. I'm not sure anyone knows when it will end. Uh, but what I do know personally and professionally is I need to always keep my ears open, be a good listener. Not that I don't, <laughs> I don't do that, but it's on a regular basis. But I think it's more important to be focused on that now as a leader and I guess personally when I get some of these other phone calls um, so we'll survive this and I think our success um, should not be based on how we handle this one but how we handle the next one if we make the same mistakes on the next one we didn't learn anything from this event then shame on us um, you just uh, you have to take this as a learning I think this is the first time we've ever uh, experienced something like this. And I'm not sure if we overreacted or underreacted. I guess time will tell and history will tell. But believe me, if we don't change the way we handle things going forward, um, we will be in uh, a lot of trouble. You can't close a country down like this and, and survive especially if they're talking about a second wave of this happening in the fall. Uh, you can't do what we're doing now. Um, so my advice to you as a leader and personally is to listen. Just listen. And, uh, you know, I wish I would listen to my parents a little better. I mean, I for some reason around the age of 29, my parents became geniuses. Somehow, some way, everything basically that they ever told me in life came true. How's that happen? Everything they told me pretty much happened from a 
personal perspective. They didn't they didn't know about 9/11. They didn't know about coronavirus, but you know, the other things in life that are important, you know, that you that you go through. Somewhere along the line they told me. And uh, boy, I tell you, I had this epiphany. I was 29, 30 years old, and it was like, gosh, my parents are Jews. How'd they know this? And how they knew it was what I just talked about. They lived it, and they passed along their learning, and they did not want me to go through the same thing. And that's what we should be taking out of this whole event right now, is learn from it, do better the next time. And that's how our success should be uh, engaged. And once again, I just uh, I just encourage you. Right now is not the time to be a uh, motor mouth, be a uh, be a listener, be a good friend, be a good leader, uh, be visible, be accessible on both sides of the equation, professionally and personally, uh, and don't don't kind of poo poo things when people tell you stuff. If they're concerned about something, take the time to listen. Talk it through. If you can help them with something at the end, help them. If not, just be a good listener. Just listen. Just let it. Just let them talk. And uh, at the end of the conversation, a lot of times they'll just say, "I feel a lot better." Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation moving. So, anyways, that is my podcast for this week. And uh, thank you for 